Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Always a pleasure. Joseph Markowski, I saw Fred Beck got there first, but no one on the uh, traditional side has got to you. So I thought I'd uh, call in. How are you? I'm good. Well, you sort of flirt, don't you, between traditional and X series. You're not as sort of um, puritanical as some of the boxing journalists. You, you, you sort of um, you embrace the misfit stuff a bit more readily than others. I think you've got to, but I suppose I also come from that age group growing up that all the guys that I now see on X series are the ones that I was watching sort of ten years yeah. ago. Or so yeah, yeah, nice. Um, how's things? I'm good. Yeah, we obviously busy summer um, ending with that press conference at Wembley Arena last week, which I was glad to get out of in one piece. Um, that's building up to be a big event. We've got some good traditional shows coming up. We're announcing a couple of, we're working with Matt Jim in particular on a couple of uh, US shows that we're excited about um, and with our friends at Golden Boys. So yeah, look, we've got, we've got a lot going on. Um, not that your traditional audience will like it, but I am really excited about October the 14th. I think it will be, um, I think it's the biggest event we've done in the UK so far. And I think it's for many reasons, it's bubbling to be really, um interesting and exciting and we'll draw out a, a range of different audiences there's like legitimate beef between the fighters that that bubbled up obviously last week and that makes for entertainment and that's what that product is it's a sports entertainment product and we're we're leaning straight into it so um yeah i think um we're focused on that and obviously building out our traditional schedule too well joe let's go straight into that uh that amazing fight on October the 14th in Manchester. Yes. On the press conference itself, uh, absolute carnage. I think that was always going to be the case when you had some of the names that you did up on the table. We know that when the table went, Caller was looking for his phone. I think you were looking for your glasses. Um, with Misfits, you're having to get used to this, aren't you? Caller was actually looking for his Rolex that <laughs> fell off. Um, I'm not sure how widely he wants that broadcast, but it wasn't his watch. It wasn't his phone, it was his watch. Um, yeah, Mark, 
my my glasses went flying and I thought I'd lost them and then someone at Misfits found them. Um, yeah, we are getting used to it. Um, I've got a lot of people ask me if it was staged. It absolutely wasn't. Um, I think we knew it would kick off a little bit. Um, I didn't really think, we didn't think it was going to kick off to that extent. You've got this sort of lethal mix of um, the fighters and then obviously their, their, their friends and family. And uh, I was sat next to Tommy and John Fury um, I've been sent a lot of memes of myself, you know, not handling. Like, I, I've always thought of myself as quite cool and calm under pressure, but um, the video evidence would suggest otherwise, unfortunately, uh, for me. So um, I, I love it. I think it's I think it's fun. Uh, I like the fact we separate it from the traditional boxing. I think that's the right thing to do. Um, this is sports entertainment. It's not. It's crossover boxing. It's not boxing. It's a different product. And um, there's a place for it. There's an audience for it. it doesn't reduce our investment in tr- traditional boxing. We've, we've been one of the biggest investors in traditional boxing in the last five or six years globally. Um, we're proud of our boxing business, but we want to do other things. And we think this is a great way of engaging with a new generation of sports fans, your, your generation of sports fans. Um, and we've got so many ideas about what to do with it. Our product in particular will evolve with the X series, the way we sell the content, the way we uh, market it, the way that the, the consumer can interact with the fighters and each other on the product. Um, we've got loads of ideas for that. And I think I'd like to use the X series as a bit of a vehicle to, for the zone to evolve more generally because it's this audience coming through and embracing crossover boxing in the way they have is I think a sign of things to come of, of how sports fans of the next generation are going to behave and how they're going to want to consume content and storylines. It's not all going to be obviously like, like this, but if we can get our product and our marketing and our brand engaging with this, with this next generation of sports fan and serving them in a different way than we have traditional sports fans, that's only going to be a good thing for our business. So I think it's like, it's, it's a, it's a sign of things to come. It's a, it's a indicator of where sport and media and the products around that are going to go. And um, yeah, we, we're very proud actually to be like a leader in the space because um, it's innovative. Just out of curiosity, we've sort of spoke about um, the press conference itself leading up into fight night, which we know will be monumental. I've texted Kala and Nissa and just said you guys have smashed it. It's absolutely out of the park in, in terms of how big it is and um, events standing alone in the UK. In terms of fight week, now you've seen the carnage that arose at the press conference, what sort of... Uh, things do you now have to bring in to make sure that it doesn't quite cross that line? We're organising a New York press day or press conference and the security considerations are a big part of us planning for that. Um, look, we don't want there to be tables flying and and it gets dangerous, right? Not just for the people on stage, but for the people around the stage and there are fans there. Um, so we've got to be sensible with it. Uh, look, I think you need to find a way of channeling it in the right way. And I think that the public now, the audience, this targets know that this thing's really bubbling. I think it's genuinely personal between Logan and Dylan. Um, I don't want to go into any of that, but it, it is clearly that's, that's very personal attack that's going on. Um, and KSI, I think hates Tommy Fury. And I think Tommy Fury hates KSI. So I think, 
we've got to bottle it and channel it in the right way. But um, when you've got that genuine dislike and a genuine reason for these guys to be fighting, that's when the, the, the like a more mainstream audience engage with fight sports. Um, it cuts through people, it resonates with people. So um, we've got to make sure that any time these guys are spent in the same rooms as each other, they're being um, appropriately distanced. But part of it is working out how to sell it because it's it's got huge appeal. So that's obviously, that's the job. That's the challenge. That's what our teams are working on. Joe, I suppose uh, sticking with this side of stuff uh, on the crossover world, we've seen recently some things circulating with Kingpin. Now, we know that that last event was streamed on DAZN platforms. There are a few rumours out there about potentially the acquisition uh, on DAZN side of Kingpin. It looks maybe that that's not the case. I suppose that's why I'm I'm asking you now. Do you know the intricacies? We know that that sort of final has been cancelled. There's a lot of fighters from those cards hoping to prime card. Yeah, I think we're, work, we're working on it. And I think um, I've watched this space for updates on that. We, we want to be a, the major player in crossover boxing. Clearly, we've demonstrated that with our commitment to the X series. Kingpin, uh, have an audience, have some great fighters sign with them. We're really glad we're working with them. So I think behind the scenes, we're working on working out how we can do that in the best possible way. Um, there's obviously competing interests and there's a bit of a, you know, the different brands that we're working in that space. So leave it with leave it with us, and I think we'll, we'll have an announcement on that pretty soon. Let's move forward onto the stuff that the boxing social listeners are probably going to be more inclined to hear. Uh, a great schedule coming up, um, starting off, I suppose, Orlando, really, when you, when you look at sort of your hardcore fight fans. I know there's a show a week before Matchroom have got in Mexico, but off to Orlando for a big card talks of potentially Conor Ben uh, returning on that one or the one the following week. Jordan Thompson fights Jai Opatia. Then you go into Wood Warrington in Sheffield, shortly followed by the KSI Tommy Fury madness. And then after that, we go to Liverpool for Catrell Linares. That's what we've got now. We're expecting some good US shows in there. Everything right. seems to be coming together well. I've speaking to Eddie and Frank. They're happy with how things are coming together. Yep. So far, what you've got, happy? Very happy. I think, um, you know, we, we have to strike a balance in the US in particular. I think other broadcasters in the past have overused pay-per-view we're trying to build a schedule where there is genuine pay-per-view level value in the subscription regularly and that does that that commitment does occasionally make it harder for us to make fights because the economics are are different we're trying to change the way that the the fights are put together economically so that's probably a a part of the reason for the delay that we've had a bit in getting our schedule out but yeah we're, we're happy and i think we'll add couple more announcements the next couple of weeks that will will really bolster that schedule um look we're we're, dis- we're really disappointed obviously that the aj white fight went the way it did um we've been unlucky with a couple of uk pay-per-views falling foul of um you know doping incidents um i think what's not being spoken about enough if i'm honest is is you know it's great that they're being tested I think it's much better than these fights going ahead without these guys being tested. And I think that I resp- any promoter who invests in Invala testing or top level testing, I'm we're, we're very supportive of that. So um, when you test, you're going to get unfortunately uh, you're going to get more, um, you're going to get adverse findings on occasion, and it's great they're being snuffed out and the, the, the relevant processes can follow. So um, look, we're disappointed that certain two fights in particular haven't happened. We're great that we scrambled um 
and the way we did to, to build out this schedule and i think we're adding more and more to it that's, that's of great value so um yeah i am happy and i'm happy that it's a mix of traditional boxing and obviously crossover boxing which um you know we're, we're building on and investing in I spoke to Eddie yesterday. He told me about his matchroom sort of drug testing plan, something internally. Uh, I think sort of the brief outline is from when the fighters under his uh, matchroom uh, promotion have their fight date announced. It sort of would start from then. It's all being put into place. Uh, We have seen more analytical findings probably than than we can remember within recent time. Alicia Baumgartner's one, the Robert Hellanius one, which we've not even gone into. We know the Conor Ben case and then looking over at other uh, instances we know Alberto Puello failed a, a taste a test for clomiphene as well a while back. Um, just from a broadcaster standpoint, how difficult is it to overcome these hurdles? I suppose more specifically, recently the Hellenius uh, and White one. Yeah, look, boxing is like the hardest sport I think that that we deal with as a business in terms of the, the, the schedule is so unpredictable, right? Um, compared to a a, a football property where you get sent a scheduled PDF before the season starts, you know when Liverpool are playing Man City and United are playing Newcastle, you, you, you know. Um, you have to be more nimble and we've got used to being nimble. Um, you want to be nimble in a, in a positive way as well as you need to when you need to react to negative news. You need, you need to be nimble so that you can maximise opportunities and I think boxing operates in that way. It means it's hard work sometimes but it generally, I think we're getting better and better at doing it. We, we react quite quickly. We move quite quickly. So it's just part of the DNA of our boxing business now. And um, we know that on occasion, fights going to get cancelled for a myriad of reasons or delayed or changed because of injuries or whatever. Um, we're used to it. And I think our business is getting healthier and healthier financially, despite challenges that have been fired at it. And um, we're going to keep working in that way and building out a healthier and healthier financial business, um, as well as hopefully delivering bigger and bigger fights more regularly for our for our fight fans. But on the topic of bigger and bigger fights, something that's sort of been lured in front of us, but we've not quite had for a long, long time is Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. I just sort of wondered, zone and your sort of... Uh, involvement in all of this. We know that Frank, 258, Eddie, AJ uh, have been with Skills Challenge Entertainment, uh, Prince Khalid and the team. I imagine this is something that you guys are pushing to make sure is on the DAZN platform. Um, just just for you, how big of a fight would that be to land? And are you able to provide us any update? Uh, I'm not. No, we're not We're not really involved in that yet. I think that's one for, for you to discuss with Eddie. We're sort of the last phase of it when, when, when the fight's agreed the broadcast rights piece gets gets discussed sort of later stages in the process. Um, I've been trying, we've been trying to make, and I've been trying to make AJ Wilder since about 2018 when we entered the boxing business, right? I remember one of our first sort of attempts was for um, uh, one of the first big AJ fights we worked on was AJ Wilder. So look, it's obviously been in and out of focus over that time. We love it. We think it's a great fight. I think everyone involved wants to make it. Um, clearly, there's deal specifics to be agreed and that's going on at the moment with as eddie as you said with with various you know um stakeholders in that will be involved we want to do it so as and when we are presented with the opportunity we will engage in that i'd I'd love to make it happen for early next year for sure 
just finally then on a on a bigger sort of scale as a whole we know that in europe uh, japan you have an absolutely massive market but you've also sort of got a lot of sports we know that over here you bought uh, over the ipl and i see that you've now got the saudi league um it's sort of more reason for customers to get involved on your side of things um are there any more you must be pushing for more over here in the uk to make it that statement yeah, listen, I think that the, the misconception sometimes in the UK and the US from fans is that the zone's just a boxing channel. And there's obvious reasons for that, which is how we've entered those markets. In most countries we operate in, we're a multi-sport broadcaster with significant media rights. So Japan, Germany, Italy, Spain, in each of those countries, we're a domestic football league broadcaster, as well as many other things. We're a top-tier sports broadcaster in those markets. We are always looking for ways to grow the business in the UK and the US. Um, clearly we need to do that sensibly we're not going to go and just spend money willy-nilly on rights that are available we've got a strategy that we're employing we're on the hunt for ways to grow i think that growth will come in different ways we want to obviously deepen and lengthen the relationship we have with existing customers we want to find new content that's going to bring in different and new audiences introduce them to the boxing content we've already got um we're, building, we're growing a business. And I think um, there are obviously certain rights in the UK that have a bigger number against them and a bigger impact. Um, we're always looking at those. We're also looking at more niche and smaller opportunities to, to grow the business too. So look, you've seen us announce a couple of smaller deals um, that aren't in boxing in the UK. Um, that's a sign of things to come. But I think you know, we're always going to look for a market like the UK, especially where we're from. We're a British business. We want to be... Um, yeah, we want to be focused on 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 growing in the UK as, as well as in our other core markets. So, yeah, definitely a, a strategic priority for us, but we'll do it sensibly. Well, Joe, thank you for your time. I suppose just uh, on, on our side, just a final message ahead of uh, the back end of the schedule. I suppose mostly, predominantly people are going to be listening over here in the UK, be uh, interested for this boxing schedule. But good things to come from the second half of 2023. Yeah, for sure. And look, we're we're excited to make some announcements the next couple of weeks um, on both sides of the pond. And um, yeah, we'll keep working hard to deliver a good boxing schedule for fans. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 